You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Fellowshipping with one another gracefully. And that brings glory to your name. The place of our servicing, place we are fed, place we give expressions to the things of the Spirit, the move of the Spirit, the power of God. And we are prepared for our world. To make an impact and to partner you in the assignment of creating heaven on earth. Thank you that I speak with clarity of thought, of purpose, of understanding, and of expression. There shall be no inaccuracies, no contradictions. The word of God comes with light and with power. The people receive the full understanding of the word. And are edified thereby as Jesus is glorified. We bear fruit alongside the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. What a blessing to be called a child of God. It is a blessing. And it is on this premise we are always on a spiritual warfare front because of our position. As God's partners in the earth. Praise God. As God's partners in the earth. And so, we have come to realize that Apostle Paul, in writing to the church, of Ephesus gave the understanding so clearly as to the work that Christ has done in us. The blessedness of God that was meant for Adam that Noah, Seth, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob walked in has been made tangible for you and I. 
Praise God. As they were moved by the Spirit for God's assignment in the earth, that same Spirit now resides in you and I. Hallelujah. And so we are asked to be filled with what? With the Spirit. And not be filled with that leads to waste and destruction. Then we are actually told how to actually behave and in our conduct and behavior, we fight a good warfare. Praise God. And as we share the gospel, we fight the good warfare. But Apostle Paul, getting to the finality of his letter, will now bring them to the place of understanding of how to be in this constant fellowship and conduct so that they can continually win in the battle. Praise God. So, what Ephesians 6, verse 10, seeks to do is to help us to keep the alert and have a good understanding, accurate understanding as to how we can continually walk in this winning mentality and also in the conduct of our identity. We have learned how we ourselves should behave. We have learned how we should conduct ourselves in our marriages, conduct ourselves in the home, whether you are the husband, you are the wife, you are the child, whether you are the CEO or you are the one who is the employee, we have learned all of that. But how can we be alert and continue in this at every point in time? How can we do it? He says, be strong. <laughs> be empowered in the Lord. So, write this down. In light of all that God has done for you, in light of all that God has done for you, in light of the glorious understanding you have as a child of God, 
in light of the glorious standing you have as a child of God. In light of his great plan. Of this earth and the ages. That he has made you a part of. In light of his great plan of the earth and the ages that he has made you a part of. In light of the plan for Christian maturity, in light of the plan for Christian maturity, and growth he gives to you. <laughs> In light of the conduct he calls every believer to live. In light of the conduct he calls every believer to live. In light of the feeling, in light of the feeling of the spirit and our walk in the spirit, In light of all these, there's the constant battle to fight in the Christian life. So, it brings us to the point where we have, like I said, a very good understanding of our identity, which places us in the place of warfare. And this is how we're going to now continue in this and continue winning with the Lord. We must be strong. So the emphasis is on we being strong. See, I have to be strong. Okay, in the power. In the Lord, sorry. In the Lord. Say, in the Lord. Say, in the Lord. So everything I said, I, I spoke about, are what we are in who? In the Lord. Is that very clear? And so he says, you have to be strong in it. 
Strong. Okay. All right. The strong, he said, is Endina Mothe. Mothe. Empowered. Yeah. And then also, we be strong in the power. Power. Krate. And then, Iskus, which is actually the root word, but is Kairos. Is Kairos. So, literally, Paul is saying that we must strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And you can remember 1 Samuel 36, story of David. And his wives were taken captive. <laughs> the Amalekites took, took them away. All their spoils were taken away. How many of you know that story? They're charismatic and you don't know this story, then I don't know. Yes. Overtake. Yes. To overtake all. Eh? What again? I forgot it. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. Koba daya daya da. So, how did David win? He encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Right. And so, we are to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. That's exactly what David did. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So, is the first that Apostle Paul will tell us to do. And we do that in the reserve of his power. He's talking about his might. There's a reserve of his power. His power does not run out. Aye. So the power that flows in you does not run out. The power that flows in you does not run out. It is not akwetesi. When you pour it, oh, you know spirit. How many of you know spirit? If you have a soul, you use spirit. You know spirit. What do you call it? Mentalated spirit. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mentalated spirit. The moment 
you put it down and you don't close it, it evaporates. The power in us has reserves. <laughs> and we overflow in it as and when. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. He is not the one to do it. He has made his power available. Empower yourself through the workings of his power that is in abundance. Praise God. Is that very clear? Listen to me very clear. It is setting the tone for you to know that there's no way you can lose a battle. Because <laughs> when your armory does not have reserves, then you can be in trouble. Hey, are you getting the point? So you see what Apostle Paul is trying to do. He's trying to make you have a good understanding when he told you to be filled huh? with his spirit and not with. And made you know that the spirit actually is at work in you. Mm. Are you getting the point? Do you remember Ephesians 3.20? He's able to do what? Exceedingly abundantly above. You see, all this while, so he was actually preparing us to have a good understanding of the power that is at work in us. Are you getting it? And now he makes you understand that now in the battle you are the one to empower yourself in that power. In the workings of that power which is in reserve. It doesn't run out. It doesn't. It doesn't. Then he will say, you put on the whole armor of God. Can you see self has no place in this thing? Hey, are you here? He didn't say, now put on your armor. You have to check them very well. The young man is not following us, right? He didn't say, put on your own armor. He said, put on what? The whole armor of who? But you are the one to put it on. <laughs> In the reserves of his power that is at work, it's an available armor. 
Are you getting it now? It's an available word. Now, write this down. It is not I. Who does everything and God does nothing? It is not I who does everything and God does nothing. It is not I doing nothing and God does everything. It is not I doing nothing and God does everything. And it is not I do all I can and God helps with what I can It is not I do all I can and God helps with what I can't. Each of these approaches fall short, right? The key for you and me is to, by faith, rely on his mind. And rely on it more and more. And with that, do the work. So we rely by faith on his might. We rely on it more and more. And then, with it, we do the work. So, it means that what we have, the power of God, is for something. Yeah. It's for something. It's for something. 
when a soldier is giving a gun, they are giving the gun for a purpose. <laughs> are you here with me? The gun is giving us for what? The gun is giving us for what? So what is the purpose? And how can a soldier use their gun? That will rather get them into what? Trouble. That will be called waste by the government. Because the gun is meant for warfare for the nation. Is that not amen? Are you here with me at all? So, it's not for idleness. It's not for love of money and career. <laughs> it's not for ungodly entertainment. Foolish talk. Fame. You know, a desire for fame, for status. No. So what it is is that we can increase in the power of his might or decrease in it, depending on how we are exercising the power. Write it down. We can either increase in it. It is not that the power increasing, we increasing in it, or decreasing in it. Depending on how we exercise ourselves in it. So these things steal our focus. Hey, are you here with me? Yeah. They are distractors. You understand? That's why he said, put on the whole armor of God. So we have a full set of equipment. He sends us into battle. 
with everything we need at our disposal. Praise God. The word armor in the Greek was used in Luke 11, 21 to 22, where Jesus speaks about the strong man who is fully armed, but is stripped of all his armor when a stronger man comes and defeats him. But we know that in Colossians 2.15, he disarmed all principalities and powers, made a public show of them. Hey, are you here with me? All right. So the armor of God in this sense is from him. You see why Romans 8.37 says we are more than what? What does it mean? He didn't say we are conquerors. He said we are what? We are what? More than what? Okay. David and Goliath. David wore the armor of God. Goliath wore the armor of men, true or false. When David slain Goliath, he was the conqueror. Huh? The people didn't fight a battle. But they came to take the spoil, true or false. So the people are more than what? Conquerors. We did not fight the battle. He fought the battle. He conquered. Now by his conquering power, we are taking the spoil. That is the battle we fight. We don't fight from the place of defeat. We fight from the place of victory. He disarmed all principalities. He is the stronger man. Are you here with me? <laughs> he's the stronger man. Say he's the stronger man. Say like you mean, say he's the stronger man. Yes. So he, the stronger man, has taking the strength of the wicked one from him. He has nothing left. He has nothing left. So say we are equipped with his armor. So what it is, is now he shares his armor with what? With us. <laughs> Be strengthened. 
in the power of his word. Minister, Lord, do you understand it? In the power of his mind. We have God's armor. And we put it on. Please note, we put it what? On. We put it on. That you may be able to stand. To stand. To stand. Against the wiles of the devil. How many of you remember Peter? In Luke. When Jesus told him the devil has thought to sift you like what? Wheat. That I have prayed for you that your strength will not what? Fail. Ah, are you getting the point? Your strength will not what? Fail. Praise God. Your strength will not fail. So, Jesus prayed for Peter not to be overwhelmed, but that Peter's reliance on his power will not fail. And he says, when you are strengthened, is that not what he said? Strengthen your brothers. The word stand there is very important. It is a positioning. There is always a posture for battle. That you may be able to stand. And you're going to see the word stand a bit more. To stand. So we express the strength we have in God by standing. So you can stand aloof. You can stand akimbo. Here we are to stand against.
There's no way Manchester City will play. And I will stand in admiration. I will stand against. Oh, so far as Guardiola is concerned, I take a position. So I may not be, listen, I may not be standing. But in my mind, I am standing against. I may be sitting down. I may be sleeping. But I am standing against. Are you here with me? So it has nothing to do with physical standing. It's standing in opposition. In your mind. In the spirit. Hey, is that very clear? That I stand against. I stand in opposition. I stand in opposition. I stand against. How do I stand against? If Manchester City is not playing, it means I know that they are coming against me. So I stand against. I know that they are not for me, so I stand against. Am I making sense? So what it means is that there's an activity going on. What is the activity? They are the wiles of the devil. The schemings of the devil. And so in my positioning, in my mentality, I stand what? So you must know what the activity is. You must know what the battle is. You must know the match that is being played. Are you getting the point? That is what makes you stand in opposition. So I know that the devil has schemes. So Paul is saying he has schemes. The word scheme there is like the word method. It's like the word trick. Wiles. So he has wiles. The devil has wiles. So there is someone behind the battle. He schemes against us. But we stand against him in the power of God. This is what Simpson said. He said, the 
tactics of intimidation and insinuation. Alternate in Satan's plan of campaign the tactics of intimidation and insinuation. Jezebel, intimidation, insinuation. When he came to Eve, intimidation, insinuation. When the high priest will pick up the apostles, intimidation and insinuation. Are you here with me? The wiles of the devil, the devil comes with the tactics of intimidation and insinuation. He's a bully. And a beguiler. A force and a fraud. These are his offensive weapons. That is what is in his camp. Are you here with me at all? If you go through Genesis, through to Revelation, you will see his plan, intimidation, insinuation. He always has the tactics to make you feel you are useless. You are hopeless. You have nothing. And you can easily fall to that. How many of you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden it's like you don't have weight? All of a sudden, <laughs> And then something comes at you that you ask yourself, where is it coming from? A situation. A word. Somebody's word is said to you. Or a sudden feeling. All of a sudden it's like you feel like you ask, am I still a child of God? Am I still filled with the spirit? And all the songs that we sing that are so powerful. You feel like singing them and they don't mean anything to you. You want to pray in tongues and it's like tongues. Has no weight. And even your prayer, it won't go anywhere. It's an intimidating tactic. 
through that. And it's not Mary. You don't go through that. Sometimes. Let us see. Maybe. You go through it sometimes. Maybe. Maybe sometimes. Okay. Uh, Maybe it's always filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the Lord. You are going through tonight. <laughs> Until tonight. <laughs> For the past two, three days. When do you see the pastor's call? During that time. This man. Disciple head, and the disciple calls you. Look at him. This thing, where is he going? This whole thing, this whole thing. The enemy's intimidation. It's called the wilds. Makes you feel. Living the Christian life is not worth it. Being kind and affectionate is not worth it. Praying is not worth it. Coming to church is not worth it. Giving is not worth it. All the things that he spoke about regarding our conduct and our behavior. All of a sudden seem useless before you. I'm showing you the wilds. Everybody in the house now starts talking about you. They start mocking you. The moment people call your name, oh, <laughs> oh, Josh, your sister. <laughs> All of these things are meant to intimidate you. They are meant to intimidate you. Make you feel useless. Miss Irene. 
you feeling the heat see how the intimidation tactics within these days has been around the world. I'm speaking by the spirit of the Lord. This intimidation. It is fraud. It is fluke. It is not true. It's fiction. It is false evidence appearing real. Are you here with me? So he says, to be No, put on, put on, put on the whole armor of God. Put on, put on. Don't ever put off. Put on. <laughs> That's why he said that you may be what? Able. Ability. Is that correct? Put on. Put on. And please check the word whole. Check the word whole. Apostle Paul is going to use an illustration. Okay, of the of the Roman soldiers uniform. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? Yeah. He says you need the whole. The whole. And we have to go into the whole. Is that very clear? The whole. So the whole must therefore be within a certain context. True or false? The whole. The whole. We'll come at it, don't worry. He says, there's a fact of the spiritual warfare. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. 
They are spiritual host of wickedness. Elevated. Paul uses the word heavenly places again here. Ah, are you getting the point? Hmm? Ephesians 1, Ephesians 2, he makes us know that we have been lifted. Is that correct? Yes. We are blessed in heavenly places. Two, we are seated together with Christ in what? Heavenly places. Is that very clear? Now he says hmm, that there are spiritual wickedness who have elevated themselves. Is that very clear? They are in an elevated, no. Forget about geographical. Forget about geographical. He's talking about positioning here. Their chief agenda is wickedness. They have elevated themselves in wickedness. They are spiritual hosts. And their job is to be wicked. Do you realize how Paul said, unreasonable and what? Wicked men. Second Thessalonians. Is, do, you, do you remember that? Yes. Is that very clear? So they, their job is to do evil. The devil, when we say the devil, devil is the evil one. Is that very clear? Uh-huh. So the agenda is to do what? Evil. So Apostle Paul is not calling us to enter into a spiritual warfare. What he's saying, he's announcing the fact that there is. <laughs> is that very clear? <laughs> He's not now calling us, hey, <laughs> come to, no, no, <laughs> no. That the moment you are born again into this life of Christ, you enter the battle. Now, I'm sorry to let you know this. That in life, whether you are in the faith or not, you battle. <laughs> so better be in this battle. Because this one, you start from the place of winning. From the place of victory. Oh, are you getting the point? Is that very clear? Yes. So it's a fact. And he says, these are there. I told you I was going to talk about, I mean, give us some this thing about demons. I was never able to do it. It is, no, there's no message we'll preach here that will frighten you. It's not possible. There's no message that will come from this pulpit without fighting you. No. So when we talk about demons and you're afraid, then we, you, are, you don't belong to this church. Listen to me very carefully. Listen. They are falling. And we have been lifted above. Is that very clear? Mm -hmm. When you see principalities and powers... It is just talking about their operations. 
So it is in reference to their what? Operations. That's about it. <laughs> That's it. Okay. And their operation is within systems of the world. That's why it talks about the rulers. Huh? The rulers of the darkness of what? This age. So they have systems in place. So, please, anytime you see the devil fighting, he fights through human beings. You will see human beings fighting. He's the one that spoke. I don't want to go into it. You see from Genesis, right? He spoke. And Eve left and gave it to who? So when Adam, Eve was speaking, who was speaking? Simple. That's how it works. <laughs> You never, you never see anybody taken to court, and the devil is there. <laughs> he will never report himself. <laughs> and that's one of the things that should make you know that God's agenda is nowhere but the earth. Because that's where the enemy is fighting. Oh, are you getting the point? That's where the enemy is fighting. Hmm. So, he says, for we do not wrestle against what? Flesh and blood. Okay. So, the truth of the matter is that the fact that it is not a military battle Doesn't mean that he doesn't fight through human beings. What we shouldn't forget is who is behind it. So the problem mostly is that we attack the people forgetting about the one behind it. And that's how we fight the way we fight. And we lose heavily. That's why he first started. Be empowered. Be strengthened in the power of his might. So you don't fight it your way. 
put on the whole. Otherwise, you will use the world's battle, eh, the world's weapon, the world's weapon to fight the Lord's battle. I spoke gun so you can understand the severity. They will beat you mercilessly. You will lose. Like the seven stands of Skiba. Hey, you remember? Paul, are you? Jesus, are you? Who are you? Eh? Did you see demons beating you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you see demons beating you? What did you see? Me. Demon possess me. Are you getting the point? Have to go to the gym, darling. <laughs> I see. You do well. I wish you well. <laughs> I wish you well. No, it's not like. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So you see, don't put all your efforts in that direction. Watch. That's why Stephen, whilst he was being stoned, was preaching. He was fighting. And everybody thought he was losing. And in the end, we saw the fruit of Paul, who wrote two thirds of the Bible. So, tell me, in the end, who won? Hey, are you here with me? That's why he says, when your boss is harsh, don't fight him the way the world fights. When the economy is hard, don't take placards. Then you are going. Then you are the one who is championing it. Pastor, welcome to Pastor. We know our right. We know our right. We are not fighting flesh and what? When they caught Peter. They didn't go for demonstration. The church was 
constantly in prayer. Are you here with me? Ask them, how are you fighting? Please, ask them. Second Corinthians 10, 3-4. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? They are not what? They are not what? The cannot hear means they are not what? In the body. They are not in the body. And you must know, right from the beginning, wait, Genesis 1, everybody go, and God what? Hey, lift up your, don't act like you are writing, everybody. Yes, go, Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, hmm? Okay, Genesis 2, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh, and darkness, mm-hmm. The face of what? Okay. How did God fight? Go. Hey, no. The spirit of God was what? So you see what was like? The spirit against the darkness. Is that very clear? So we are taught right from there. That's why be strong in the power of his word. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's by the spirit. Come to Zachariah. Not by might, not by power, but by the said the Zerubbabel, this this mountain shall be what? Shall be made plain. So please, note it clearly. We don't do this thing in our mind. In carnality. Folks who translate it in this way, he, he made a literal, very literal translation. Not for us is the wrestling against flesh and blood. Not for us is the wrestling against what? Flesh and blood. Not for us. 
our own is not like that. I'm sorry. Wrestling is not in how well you dress. Did you hear what I just said? Groomer. It's not in how rhetorical you speak and your accent. Hello? And they said, devil, go. <laughs> I mean, go. <laughs> And the moment he said that, the devil said, <laughs> Yeah. It's not how much money is in your bank account. Yeah. They said, Okay, let's do the deal. Um, I'll give you $5 million. Maybe, please, um, let me be. Say, what's your scripture? Money answers. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. We are praying for Africa. Is coming out. Africa is coming out. How is Africa coming out? When thieves get money, what happens to them? Eh? Eh? When thieves get money, what happens? They will give back to thief. <laughs> ah, no near the man. Oh, what? So, so, <laughs> so when you think that the prosperity of a nation is in how much money people are going to make, you are lost. Which nation is so under demonic oppression than the USA? Tell me. Tell me. As a matter of fact, right now, they are so much under oppression that you see And if you, if you, 
if you do you're in trouble that's you see how the oppression is thick you must not see you see that why you're looking is because you see it as strange but you should not see it as strange you must see it as normal That's demonic oppression. You must see it as normal. 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 Don't look at it and, hey, what? You, you are shaking. No. It's normal. That's how God made them. Accepted that God made them so. They have the right to marry. Yes. In your church. You have to marry them. Institutionalized it. What the world calls civilization does not fight spiritual battle. It rather makes it worse. If you put money in the hands of a thief, whatever you put in the hands of a person, it takes on the character of that person. So the one who has it is actually what the issue is. It's not the thing. The problem or the rightness of a thing is in the hands of the one who has it. Whether it's a gun, whether it's money, whether it's a car, Are you here with me at all? That's why Second Corinthians 10 gives us an idea. Look at the three. Let's, let's go to the, the, the five. Join the five. Look at the five. But they are mighty through God, pulling down what? Strongholds. What are the strongholds? Go ahead. Casting down what? Arguments. Mm -hmm. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every word thought into what? It's, it's not a money thing. No, it's a thought thing. It's a mindset.
It's a mindset thing. See, economic empowerment. You're joking. That's why Apostle Paul first from Ephesians would tell us what Christ came to do. What Christ has made us. Are you getting the point? Eh? The effect of what he has made us, which is the walking in the spirit. Hmm? Are you getting the point? Walking in the spirit is seen in your marriage, is seen in your home, is seen in your work. Ah, are you getting the point? It's seen. Then now he will tell you how to make it a lifestyle. Constant in battle. That's why the end of it he said, you are bringing every thought into captivity to what? The obedience of who? So the winning of the warfare is obedience to what? Where every thought is in obedience to Christ. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's what will be seen in your home. That's what you see. Are, are you getting it now? Then we are winning. Then we are creating God's Eden. Are you getting a point? On the earth. Principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. All spiritual hosts of wickedness in an elevated position in the spirit realm is a spiritual battle. Hello, yeah. When you see the word heavenly, it represents spiritual. Is that very clear? It represents what? Spiritual. The spiritual realm. <sighs> In all of these, we see The general nature of it is wiles. All of these. <laughs> yeah. They show forth in what? Wiles. 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 
Romans 8.38 tells us that principalities cannot keep us from God's love. Hmm? You know that? Do you know that? In Ephesians 1.21 We're enthroned with Jesus far above all principalities and powers. Yeah? Colossians 1.16 tells us that Jesus created principalities and what? Powers. Colossians 2.10 tells us Jesus is the head over all principalities and powers. So Jesus is not the opposite of principalities and powers. Write it down. Jesus is not the what? Opposite. Do you understand what I just said right now? An equal opponent. He's not. They are not of the same. Hey. Opposite. Is it? He can do. He can. He can stand. You see. Can you feed me? No. We are talking about the Creator and a creature. Write it down. We're talking about the Lord of creation and a creation, a creature, a creature. Is it very clear? Ephesians 3, 10 to 11 tells us that Jesus, the church, sorry, makes known the wisdom of God to principalities and powers. <laughs> First Corinthians 15, 24 tells us that principalities and powers have an end. One day their purpose will be fulfilled. And they will not have the, anything to do they'll be permanently destroyed. Therefore, they have some time to wind around and to misbehave around. Colossians 2.15 tells us Jesus disarmed them at the cross. 
That's why our victory is not rooted in what we, in what we do. It is rooted in what Jesus did. We are not saying there's no doing on our part. Our doing, write it down, is the appropriation and application of what Jesus did. Our doing is the appropriation of what Jesus did and application of it. It is the appropriation of what Jesus did and the application of it. So with all of these texts I've given us, it tells us where we are operating from. Glory. Glory. <laughs> That's why all we need to do is to, number one, empower ourselves huh? in the power of his might. Is that very clear? And then in that might, we put on the whole word. into that. One of the things you must realize is that this battle is not going to end till Jesus comes. <laughs> the darkness you saw in Genesis 1 and God said, let there be light. Huh? Is that clear? And by the spirit of the Lord hovering over the waters. Is that clear? It is the same spirit. Huh? By which the word created the light. Is that very clear? Mm? And brought everything in order. But don't forget that the day in verse 5 was divided into night and what? Day. That pattern will be so. We have a part to play with him. As to go through, be ready to read. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.